Hey everybody, my name is Natasha Williams and today I'm going to discuss with you how to let go of your relationship. Now there are different stages of letting go and the first stage is actually realizing that this relationship isn't what you thought it was. There'll be a moment where a reality hits you. Something happens and you realize that this actually isn't changing. You might have been living under a cloud, under an illusion, under the spell of the person, of all the magic and all the promises that they said they were going, that they were going to follow through on and they actually haven't done it. And once you have this realization, that is where you can actually now start to take action. So I'm going to guess that you've actually reached this realization, otherwise you wouldn't be watching this video right now. So now that you have your realization, what is it that you now need to do is that you want to first of all identify that this person that you're living with is has got the traits of a controlling person, of a narcissist or a personality B disorder. And why I say this is because sometimes there's a very lot of confusion around am I really living with somebody that's narcissistic? In other words, do they have a mental mind disorder? Or are they just, or has have we lost our way? Have we somehow disconnected and we're not fighting? Now, this I'm not going to cover in this video, but I want you to understand and learn what the traits are so that you're very clear. If somebody is showing 80% uh, signs of all the traits, then you can be positive that you are living with a narcissist. So once you've now identified that you were the narcissist, you now need to take back control. Now what happens when you're living with a narcissist is you are thinking that somehow you're going to fix this broken person. And the truth is you can't fix anybody. You can't fix somebody who doesn't think that they're broken or think that they want to be fixed. So I'll give you an analogy. Let's say you are working as a nurse in a mental asylum and these people have got a brain disorder. Maybe they've got schizophrenia or they've, they've had brain damage and you are trying to convince them to live in the world that you're living in. It is a futile exercise. What's going to happen is the longer you're living with these crazy people, the more crazy you're going to start becoming. They're going to rub off on you. It's you versus many. And this is what it's like living with a narcissist. You're going to start thinking that they've got so many friends, they've got so much support and backup, that they are actually you versus many. And what you don't realize is that you are actually the sane one. So just get very clear. And when you start taking control back, you need to understand that these people are volatile. A person who is narcissistic is subject to their emotional state at any given moment. And you can't predict it. You don't know if he's going to be in a bad mood when he walks through the door or not. And so how are you ever going to predict the kind of behavior that you need to have? So in order to take back control, you need to behave consistently and show up for you. This is how you want to be treated. This is how you allow yourself to be spoken to. These are the rules when you engage with me. If you're going to engage in behavior that's going to cause physical or emotional harm, I'm going to leave the situation and just pretend you're that nurse in that mental home. I am not going to feed you. I'm not going to be here to be your punching bag. I'm going to leave. If you'd like to talk to me, this is how you can reach me. Almost like you're training somebody who is a child who has not got any emotional maturity whatsoever. Now, they might be adults, they might be bigger than you, but they're not more emotionally mature than you are. And up until now, you've been overcompensating by trying to teach them how to be more mature. And that's never going to happen. What you need to do is 
Become more mature yourself. So stop allowing their mood to affect you because you are not the creator of the mood. And if you look around you, you will see that your friends, your um, work situation, everybody else around you is normal. The only thing that's not normal is your very private and personal relationship. Or it could be a work situation as well. That will tell you that you are not the common denominator. The, the person that's treating you badly is. Right, so now that you um, have decided that this person is not going to work, I'm going to tell you that you have to leave. You're never going to make an insane person sane. The only thing they're going to do is drag you under. It's like trying to rescue somebody that's drowning and they're kicking and screaming and pulling you under the water. You need to take that oxygen mask and put it on yourself first. You need to take the life raft and get yourself on it first. If they want to come along, they can. If they don't, they can stay there. But they will not want to take you along with them. Uh, on the life raft, they will want to take you down. So you need to get out. So the thing is, now that you've decided you're going to get out, you are not going to tell, if you are in jail with a prison warder who insists on keeping you there hostage, you're not going to tell them that you're leaving. If you want to escape from jail, you are definitely not going to tell your warder. So these are plans that you need to make for yourself. Now, I took six years when I finally realized that I needed to get out of my relationship. Six years to get myself out. It was a long-term plan. I'd already been married for about six or seven years when I decided this. So for me, I thought if I'm going to be in it for the long haul, I might as well stay longer and make sure that I do this right. And so don't see this as a quick fix. If you are in physical danger right now, then you do need to leave. You need to make a plan, find somewhere safe, cut off all your numbers, make sure that they can't find you, go somewhere where you don't even know where you're going and leave. But if that's not the case, if you are not working or you've got children or you know somehow you're being controlled and they're watching your every move, you're going to have to be very, very private, very cautious. And just so you know, they probably are spying on your computer, they're spying on your phone, they know where you're going, you might even have a tracking device installed on your car that you don't even know about. So don't think that you can quickly go online and go and find things. I would find a way to access these things Either talk about it personally to somebody or, um, you know, drive somewhere like a shopping mall and go and visit somebody where they can't really trace where you are. Maybe get another cell phone, something that they don't know about. And this is how you're going to start taking control back. Because up until now, they have monitored and controlled every single movement of yours. And then as part of that, I would like for you to say you need to educate yourself. Now, educate yourself means know your rights. Know who you're living with. Know your rights because they are going to be telling you that they're going to keep the house. You'll never see your kids. Um, they're going to tell you that they're going to smear you. Let all your friends know. And you need to know what those rights are. Now, as I said before, it might feel like you versus the world because they like to portray themselves as these huge people with lots of friends and lots of people on their side, you have the law on your side. And that is bigger than him and it's bigger than you. And you need to use the law for what it was intended for, which is to protect your rights. So when you educate yourself and know what is yours and don't allow yourself to be bullied. And again, it brings me back to making a decision to take a stand for your life. It's not about them. This is about your sanity. And you are no use to anybody if you're dead. And by dead, I mean you could be dead inside in your soul. 
So you're no use to your children, your friends, your family when you are just a shell of who you were. So you owe it to yourself and you owe it to society to get out. And then lastly, once you are out, this is absolutely critical. You are going to have those moments where you think that this person didn't really mean what they say or they're going to follow you and stalk you or maybe they don't and you start thinking that there's something wrong with you and why don't they love you, why aren't they looking for you and this is the period of no contact. Now by no contact I mean no contact. Unless you have children together then the only thing you do is discuss the, what the kids need and then you stay completely neutral. Get, get a new email address, change your phone number, make it very hard for them to find you. Because you are not clear in yourself yet. You haven't established an identity yet. You're still seeing yourself as this person's partner, this person's punching bag. You've forgotten who you were before you met this person. And it takes time for you to build up your own network of people. It takes time for you to wake up and feel like you've actually cleared yourself of this. So those are the stages. I hope that that helps you. I hope that that helps you formulate a plan. I'm sharing with you what I went through myself and how I did it. And it definitely changed my life. And I know that it will change your life forever. So I hope that you subscribe to my channel. And I look forward to sharing more videos with you. Have an awesome day.